the next thing on the agenda is Dalton's arrest. And I'm only going to start now. We have very, very little time. We'll start. We'll talk Mitzvah next week. The next thing on the Dalton is arrest. The Machlaikis Chasidma Misnagdim. I think if you have to put a, an age on it, it's probably 70 years. Maybe a little bit less, but a, a very little time. By the Bashemtev, there was Machlaikis. By the Magid, there was bigger Machlaikis. Maltreb was the biggest Machlaikis. By the Middle Rebbe, was no longer Machlaikis. It, it looks like even the last years of the Alter Rebbe. There was a change by the Gedalim, at least on the street. I don't know about the Bchayim Velozhenir, Bchayim from Altner Rebbe. I've been eleven times. Bchayim from Altner Rebbe. There's already letters where the Bchayim Velozhenir uh, is speaking a different tune. Uh, there's a Rebbe has librarian. He's been eleven. So I asked him about Sakinim and Lutoshim. Sakinim and means sharp knives. I don't understand it completely, and he explained it to me, and I still don't understand it completely. But today everyone uses Sakinim Tashim. The Shaila Sakinim Tashim is this Chad Vacholak. No, it's Chad Vacholak. Chad means sharp and Cholak means smooth, yeah? They're contradictory. If you want to make a knife very sharp, you have to make it very thin. If you make it very thin, it's very difficult here to be smooth. Because when it's so thin, it's very, very susceptible to uh, nicks. You understand? So how do you reconcile Chad Vacholak? What do you do? If it's too thin, it'll be very sharp, but it won't be glat. It won't be smooth. If it's too thick, it'll be smooth, but it won't be sharp. It won't cut. So this is the whole shaila of Sakinim Elotashim. And the way I understand it, and I could be wrong, is it comes down to making the knives thinner and sharper. And again, I'm, I'm being very direct with you. I thought Sakinim Elotashim means one thing. I asked Bet 11. He told me I misunderstood. He corrected me. And I still don't understand but the but the Mizitcha Magid yet. The Mizitcha Magid was the one who spoke about Sakinim and Lutashim. All Tamidiyah Magid adopted. The Magid was a gun and it was a basic. He introduced Sakinim and Lutashim. The Baditchev has letters about it also. And the Altareb also, you have in the, in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the new Shogonaruch, in Chalik of Yedadeya, they have, uh, I think from Altareb and Piyashmur, it's a beautiful shtickle. You read a lot of very interesting takkars that they made. One of them is the Sakinim and Lutashim. So the Misnagdim banned it. You're not allowed to use it. Behemoth, which is Shech, Sakinim Tashim, is a trefer. So he told me that Abchayim Elijah wrote a letter. The was still alive. That the only reason they banned it is because they wanted to separate from the Aydas HaChassidim. But now that the Machlekes is over, we never had a Shailim that Halacha, Sakinim Tashim, in the first place. It was just to separate from Chassidim. You understand? This is what he wrote. And so by Shesha Gedruk Tabrif, it's a printed letter. From the Middle Rebbe, they also published documents where the the, the Machlekes ended I'm not going to say Chassidim and Sakim loved each other the Machlekes ended but it's a Machtzedek it was Mamish Sholem like I told you many times the tragedy is who made peace with Chassidim and the Misnagdim you know who made peace with the Misnagdim the Reform the Reform because they were all of a sudden we had a real enemy so, so the fact that I don't like you you don't like me because because we wear different hats became inconsequential you understand that's some tears we'll get to all these things later on but what is true is that the Misnagdim Vachlegis and Chasidim was the Shem Shemayim. There's no question. In the beginning, there's Machlekes and Shita. The Bashemta did so many things which rubbed the Misnagdim wrong. And again, I talked about all of these things: the dancing, the being Makarav and Nashim Pshutim, the changing of the Nusich, the davening and the davening with his fractures and his spoilers. These were things that the Misnagdim was were all very, very, very deeply wrong. You know, and one of the big ones, of course, was the idea that by Hasidim they took 
Binyanim, from Svardim, the Chini Hanusach, these things, this was the worst. You know. It was, you know, just like Svadim are proud, Ashkenazim are proud. We go like the Marshal, you know, this is the, the, the Ashkenazish uh, approach. We go to the Marshal, we have the Nusach Ashkenaz, the oldest Nusach, and so on and so forth. And now I'll change that, Yavi Seinu. Along comes Chasidim, Amaisim at Kapola, and they're doing like the Svadim. This was really very, very painful. But as time passed, the Er Lechayidim, the people who were doing it, L'Shem Shamayim, uh, realized the Chasidim are Er Lechayidim. And the Misnagdim evolved. From Machik Vashem Shamayim, from Machik for other interests. There's a Yid named Yeshua Munshe, who wrote a Sefer. It's called Kerem Chabad. In the Sefer Kerem Chabad, he has a, uh, an essay on Vilna. And he explains that there were a lot of. The Machlok Sachsidim and Snagdim has a, a historical background which is not so holy, you know. There was a lot of Machlok in Vilna, between Snagdim themselves, Ereshkis. In Rashenith, it was Poshet business. Poshet business was economy. The Hasidim came along, they had their own shechita, uh, because we used to get a Melotosha. They had their own this, had their own this. It, it, in other words, it wasn't, as the Machlaikis grew, and end grew, it became, you know, the, the original Snagdim Poshet thought Hasidim were Apakursim. Uh, they said Shiva. A person's child became a Chazid Poshet because Shiva. He said Shiva for them. And they meant it in the Nemes. But that, it, later on, it became uh, different. This is a fact. Kol Zaman the Gro was alive. Kol Zaman the Vilnagon was alive. There were some constraints. The Gro was not the leader of the Machlekes. He wasn't. But he, he was the power behind the Machlekes. The Gro sat and learned Tehidah. That's all he did. But he was the, he was the Gushpanke. He was the, the, the Elon Godel which the Misnagdim lead but the Machlaikis was not led by the Vilna Gon it was led by other people and some of those people were, were pushing into the Lama they were bad people the Gro passed away Sukkis Chalmei Sukkis Tav Kuf 1797 and uh, it's not a mistake it's not an accident that the next year the was arrested um, again it's hard to know for sure but we assume that the Vilna Gon kept some constraint. In other words, even though he didn't have that much power, I don't think he had that much power. I, I think people did what they wanted. But the Grah kept certain hold on the Machlaikis. There's no question that the Vilna passing away made the Machlaikis vicious without any constraints. There was plenty vicious before, but this, the Vilna passing is no question. Now, of course, you know that before the Grah passed away, there was a Psak Din to burn the Tanya in Chutzay's Vilna. I told this to you, right? And the Gros stood. The Vilnagon stood, they burnt the Tanya. And I told you the Maise, that the Baruch Mordecha Babreiskir, was, who was a Talmud of the Gros, and a stepson of Rab Shmuel, of the Abbez Nevilna. The Abbez Nevilna was a very big, big misnagid, married his father, Bezivik Sheni, the Baruch Mordecha Babreiskir. He became a Chos of Alter Rebbe's. And he's the story that I told you, that he had three kashas, that he used to ask all the G'daylim. And he asked the Vilnagon, the Vilnagon gave him to Rutsim, and the Gros told him that they're he came to the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe gave him to, to, to these kashas. He repeated them to the ground. The ground was burning the spiders. So when they were burning the Tanya, the Baruch Motcha was no longer a secret chassid. So he went over to the Vilna Gaon and he said to him, the Mechaber, the Sefer, your burning is the source of these three terutim. And the ground told him, now you apostle Aedis. I can't trust you. Apostle Aedis. The ground passed away Chalam And there's letters from the Alter Rebbe. Letters from the Alter Rebbe. They're not printed in Tanya, I don't think. But the Alter Rebbe warns Chassidim. Al-Tarebbe called him, Al-Tarebbe's title for the Vilna Gon was Agon HaChosset. It's very interesting. Agon HaChosset. 
Um, and he writes, you should not... You know, the Chassidim were going to make a Simchas Teireh. The Vilna Gaon passed away, you know, and Alter Rebbe wrote that they shouldn't do anything. That's a priestess, a covet, achre, a gon, a chosid, a When he was alive, he called him a gon, a chosid. And when he passed away, he called him a gon, a chosid, a They printed letters. You can see. I don't think the Hasidim were, were kind that hero, 100%. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But, they, but after Alter passed away, the Chassidim got worse. It became much worse. And uh, the following year, Alter Rebbe was arrested. Just one little detail about the arrest, and then we'll stop. We'll save it for next time. Alter Rebbe was arrested twice. The first time was Tafkuf Nantes. 1798, the second time was Topkov Samachal, which would be 1800. In the Beis Rebbe, which is the first source of stories of the Alter Rebbe published that's considered reliable, the Beis Rebbe was printed uh, about 100 years ago in Sarhakal, the times of the Rebbe Rashab, by Nata Labavich Chosad, by Echabad Chosad, Hillman, Chaimed Hillman, I believe. But the Beis Rebbe was a collection of stories that Hasidim had traditions. There's a huge confusion about the first arrest and the second arrest. It's impossible to figure out what happened when. In other words, they're telling a lot of stories. But he was arrested twice, and the arrests were very, very different. The circum- what happened before, during, and after was all very different. And he, Pasha, didn't have the ability to separate what happened in the first arrest what happened in the second arrest. So in other words, the stories are true, but not necessarily that they happened at the time that they're written, they happened. We now know but the first and the rest and the second rest were very different in many, many ways. Number one, we have no idea why the Al-Tareb was arrested the first time. There was a man named Hirsch ben Baruch. When the Al-Tareb was arrested, they asked him if he knows who Hirsch ben Baruch is. He says, I never met such a person. The whole Russian government is looking for Hirsch ben Baruch. They never found him. There's a lot of letters in the archive that they've printed now. Hirsch ben Baruch lived in Vilna, and he was apparently pushed a little bit mad. And he was angry at Chassidim. I don't know why. He was angry at the Chassidim. So he wrote two letters to the government about the Chassidim of Vilna, tainas against the Chassidim of Vilna, and the Lord would tell him. So in the Vilna, he wrote about the Altanab as well. One of those letters was written on Shavuos, which meant that Hirshman Baruch was not a Tzaddik. You understand? He was only a Bainani. On Shavuos. Because they're dated. The letters are dated. And he sent them to Petersburg, to the capital of the country. The government got letters that in their midst there's a group of Jewish people that are agitators, that they're joining forces with the Turks, they're sending money to Israel, they're trying to overrun the Russian government, which is so ridiculous. It's, I, I, the Russia, Russia was the largest, most powerful nation on earth, and a rabbi and a few Jews are going to send a few dollars to Israel. Al-Tareb was arrested, just in case. Pashik Shutter. Al-Tareb was arrested, there was a warrant for his arrest, and the reason to bring him in was we have to find out what's going on which is so wrong. It's, it's, it's not America. You have to have reasons to arrest. You have to have what's called probable cause. But they didn't need probable cause. The king said, arrest him. We went all the way to the case. The Tsar, the Tsar, at Gehesen Yemelt, Pavel. It's so interesting. He was a king for four years. And in those four years, Alter was arrested twice. Just, he was, he was an idiot. He was a fool. He was Geraten and Taten, right? There was, there was, there was, what was his father's name? I guess Peter. I think his father was Peter. Not Peter. Peter. Peter married Catherine the Great, Yekaterina. And Peter was a—he was inbred. He was genetically not diverse enough. He was half mad. He married a German woman, right? Catherine was not a Russian, and she was the queen for decades. During his lifetime, she was governing. During his lifetime, she was governing. When he died, that finished. She was a very powerful queen, and when she died, they gave the to her son I think it's her son Peter I could be wrong but I think it's her son 
he was killed in a coup d'etat four years later. But during those four years, the Rebbe was arrested twice. Which means to say, if the king of Russia had had a little more seichel, it's possible that he would never have been arrested in the first place. You understand? When Alexander was made king, the first thing he did was he freed the Alter Rebbe. One of the first things he did. But the bottom line is, a question came to the Tsar. We had this group of Jews. They're called uh, the, the names that they have for them, the pronunciations. It's, it's mispronounced. The word chasidim is spelled very interesting. The misnagdim used to call us kalinim. To the misnagdim were the kalinim, the kalinim cult. Why? Because the first chasidim in white Russia was stolen, kalinim, you understand? So the, the chasidim were called by the misnagdim kalinim. Uh, by the chasidim were called chasidim, but the, in, the, in the documents it's mis, misspelled and mispronounced. So they arrested everybody. Why? Maybe. In case. They arrested a whole bunch of people in Vilna, a whole bunch of people in Shklov, I believe. They arrested Alta Rebbe. They arrested other Hasidish Rebbes. They arrested other Hasidish. Alta Rebbe was arrested. They arrested others. Rabbi Chaim Chakam Hamdura was no longer alive. They arrested, I think, his son. Maybe even the Mordechai Lecha They arrested others. And they brought him to Petersburg. Why? We don't know. Because <laughs> Hish Ben Baruch wrote two letters. Now, the first arrest was very, very severe. The reason the first arrest was very severe because the government didn't realize who the Alta Rebbe was. They didn't realize how great he was. They didn't realize how powerful he was. So they took him like a common prisoner. The second arrest came from the Misnag. The second arrest came from Avigdor. Avigdor Pinsker, Avigdor Chayamovich. That's what he's called, Ben Chayim. There's a Shal Sachuvas. There's letters back and forth between Avigdor wrote questions, Alta Rebbe wrote answers. So in these questionnaires, Avigdor is called Ben Chayim, Chayamovich. And Alta Rebbe is called Borachovich, Ben Borach. That was the Russian style. And he had Alta Rebbe take. But the second time Dr. Rebbe was treated with COVID because they discovered who he is and discovered how powerful he was. He wasn't held in a cell, he was held in, a, in an office building in Tainer Soviet. He was treated better. But it was much more dangerous. The second arrest was much more dangerous because the first arrest, because it was based on a Mesida, they didn't even know what questions to ask. They didn't even have to ask him. They didn't know what to... So whatever he said was good, they let him go. The second time, and the Misnagdim had one interest. The Misnagdim wanted the government of Russia to say that see, this is a new religion. It's not Yiddish. And after that, that should happen. Another thing which Richard Keller told me, he was at the Pabringa last night, that we celebrate Yutas Kislev as the Chag for both arrests. Right? There's a, a lot of assumptions that we make. One of the assumptions that I make that both times he was taken the day after Simchas Teda, which is not true. The first arrest he was taken the day after Simchas Teda. The second arrest, I don't know if we know, but it wasn't necessarily. The second assumption is that in both arrests he was released from prison. You just kissed him. It's also not true. There is a sefer, and I can't remember the name of the sefer, but he told me the name of the sefer, which has reliable documentation that the second arrest after that was released from prison in the beginning of Kislev. It was a much shorter. A much shorter period. You understand? It was a very tense period, but it was a much shorter period. Okay, so Mechalif, the next time we convene, we'll talk about the, the, the arrest and liberation of the Rebbe. I just gave you a record, okay?